48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. Tonight's headlines. Children as young as five may soon need to use the government's vaccine pass to enter restaurants and other premises. Hong Kong and mainland authorities agreeing principle to a closed loop quarantine system for travellers heading to the mainland. And the wife of Malaysia's disgraced former Prime Minister Najib Razak gets 10 years for corruption. Children as young as five may soon need to use the government's vaccine pass to enter restaurants and other premises as officials look for new ways to try to boost the COVID vaccination rate. Centre for Health Protection's Dr. Chuan Shukwan said officials will soon give details on how they're to be included in the scheme, although there'll be a two-month grace period. RTHK's Vanessa Cheng spoke to some parents to gauge their reaction. If the kids five years old should have the pass to go to the restaurant, that means they also need to have the mobile phone. Then I think this is not reasonable and crazy. I think it's a little bit troublesome because for kids with such a young age, I'm afraid a lot of parents will have concern to have them get vaccination. I'm not sure how popular the policy will be among the parents. Hong Kong's daily COVID tally has passed the 10,000 mark with the Centre for Health Protection reporting 10,586 new infections today, 244 of them imported. Just over 2,600 coronavirus patients are in hospital with 14 in intensive care. A 15-month-old girl is also critical. Dr. Chuan Shukwan says case numbers are likely to continue to rise. We still have an increasing trend of the number of confirmed cases. So the number of cases exceeding 10,000 is within our expectation. The proportion of severe and death cases has not yet been increased. But of course, the absolute num- number has been increasing uh, because of the increasing in the denominator. We will be closely monitoring the situation and we are um, more concerned about uh, the burden to the hospital authority, the the bad numbers and the uh, services. Authorities also reported another 11 COVID-related deaths. Chief Executive John Lee says Hong Kong people travelling to the mainland will soon be allowed to fulfil their quarantine requirements in the SAR before crossing the border in a closed-loop arrangement. He says Guangzhou and Shenzhou authorities have agreed to the scheme in principle. Mr Lee was speaking after attending a virtual meeting with leaders from the two cities. He said a joint task force to be led by Hong Kong's Chief Secretary Eric Chan will hammer out the details. Mr Lee was asked whether Hong Kong had given up on seeking quarantine-free travel to the mainland. This proposal of doing quarantine in Hong Kong so as to fulfil the 7 plus 3 requirement in Shenzhen is in no replacement of other measures that we always try to uh, seek so as to allow more convenience in allowing people to travel from Hong Kong to the mainland. We are working on all possible options. Roundtable lawmaker Michael Teen says he welcomes the reverse quarantine plan. He says mainland personnel can be commissioned to test those under quarantine in Hong Kong to ensure they won't carry the virus with them when they cross the border. They use a higher CT value than Hong Kong. I think they use 35, we use 30. I don't mind going with them, which means that it's more stringent. So when you have somebody testing negative under their PCR protocol, I think it would ease their mind. And in so doing, we would gain long-term mutual trust to even maybe expand on this facility and therefore increase the number of quota daily going into the mainland. The wife of Malaysia's disgraced former Prime Minister Najib Razak has herself been found guilty of corruption. 
Rosmal Mansour was sentenced to 10 years in jail for accepting a bribe. Speaking to reporters outside the courtroom in Kuala Lumpur, her lawyer Jagjit Singh condemned both the verdict and the fine of nearly a billion ringgit, or more than $200 million. To say she's upset is to be putting it very mildly. The amount of fine comes up to $970 million, almost $1 billion. You tell me, who, any one of you can afford that kind of money? If you look at the monetary trail, she has not got one cent. Is this what we call law of justice? When police raided Rom Samanso's home four years ago, they found hundreds of designer handbags and thousands of items of jewellery. Now the weather, cloudy at first, minimum temperature will be around 27 degrees, mainly fine, very hot tomorrow, dry during the day. Maximum temperature will be around 34 degrees in the urban areas and a couple of degrees higher in the new territories. Temperatures coming 29 degrees, humidity 70%. You're tuned to RTHK, the time is 5 minutes past 11. Customs officers say they have arrested four men, including the suspected mastermind of a money laundering syndicate that is alleged to have laundered more than $400 million. Officers say the 36-year-old recruited three 21-year-old men to open 64 personal accounts of various local banks involving over 9,000 suspicious transactions. Wong Chifu is the commander of the Customs Department's Financial Investigation Unit. Initially, we identified three youngsters opening a lot of accounts up to uh, 64 accounts in one year and then deal with the suspected crime process amounting to $411 billion. The difficulties is we need to process uh, a lot of fund flow. We need to analyze the fund flow between the youngsters, and then we have to identify who is controlling them from behind the scene. The Ombudsman has urged government departments to step up the monitoring of unlicensed ferry services to the outlying islands and remote local spots. Winnie Chu said their direct investigation found illegal Kaito services to be prevalent, but patrols conducted by the Marine Department, or MD, had been ineffective. Between 2017 and 2020, MD's special patrols targeting illegal carriage of passengers and decoy operations to collect evidence were infrequent. It was not until we announced the launch of this direct investigation in July 2021 that MD significantly increased its patrol and decoy operations. To enhance the effectiveness of its regulatory work, MD should conduct more frequent patrols and decoy operations. It should also consolidate experience gained and drop guidelines for patrol officers on the inspection of vessels suspected of illegal carriage of passengers associated with Kaito service. The Ombudsman also called on the Transport Department to promptly amend the law to hold vehicle owners responsible for the proper disposal of their unwanted cars and trucks. Winnie Chu said although more than 1,600 abandoned vehicles have been removed since 2021, the government has yet to address the crux of the problem. She said the Transport Department had now put forward proposals to change the law, saying this was the right way to tackle the problem. In terms of the legislative amendment, we hope that the Transport Department will work on its content so that the vehicle owners will be criminally liable if they do not dispose of the registered vehicles in a proper manner. And also there is a deterrent effect in terms of a fine or the recovery of cost if the removal is conducted by the government. 21 million people have been locked down in the capital of Sichuan as it launched four days of citywide COVID testing. Residents of Chengdu were ordered to stay at home from 6 o'clock tonight, with one person per household allowed out each day to stop to, sh- to shop for necessities. Frank Jung reports. 
Chengdu is the largest city to be locked down since Shanghai was shut for two months earlier this year. It remains unclear whether the measure will be lifted once the mass testing operation is finished on Sunday. People in non-essential sectors have been asked to work from home, and residents were urged to not leave the city unless needed. Those who must leave their residential compounds for hospital visits or other special needs have to obtain approval from neighborhood officials. Industrial firms engaged in important manufacturing and able to manage closed work-life arrangements have been exempted from the requirements. Other major cities, including Shenzhen, Guangzhou, Tianjin, and Dalian, have also stepped up COVID restrictions this week, ranging from work-from-home requirements to the closure of entertainment businesses in some big districts. Most of the curbs are intended to only last for a few days. Although two provincial cities in the north have extended curbs slightly beyond initial promises, the National Health Commission confirmed 2,057 new coronavirus cases today, up from 1,818 a day earlier. Chengdu is said to have 157 infections, while Shenzhen confirmed 62 more cases. Beijing has dismissed the long-delayed United Nations report on Xinjiang and the treatment of Uyghurs and other Muslims in the Far West region. At a regular press briefing in Beijing, Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbin called the 48-page report released by Michelle Bachelet's office, which said China's detention of Uyghurs and other Muslims in Xinjiang may constitute crimes against humanity, a hodgepodge of misinformation. The UN Human Rights Office made up the assessment based on the political schemes of some foreign anti-China forces. It violates its obligations and principles of universality, objectivity, non-selectivity, and non-politicization. It again shows that the office has been reduced to an enforcer and accomplice of the U.S. and other Western countries against the vast majority of developing countries. Both Ukraine and Russia have confirmed that inspectors from the UN's nuclear watchdog have arrived at the Russian-held Zaporizhia power plant. They had been stuck at a checkpoint, with Ukraine accusing Russia of renewing sh- renewed shelling close to the site. The director general of the International Committee of the Red Cross is Robert Mardini. In the event of a nuclear leak, it will be difficult, if not impossible, to provide humanitarian assistance. It is therefore high time to stop playing with fire and instead take concrete measures to protect this facility and other like it from any military operations. The International Monetary Fund has announced it's reached a preliminary agreement to provide Sri Lanka with 2.9 billion U.S. dollars over four years to help it recover. The IMF team visiting the country said this will help restore financial stability and debt sustainability. The package, however, is contingent on approval from the IMF management and executive board, as well as on receiving assurances from Sri Lanka's creditors that debt sustainability will be restored. IMF's senior mission chief for Sri Lanka is Peter Broyer. If creditors are not willing to provide uh, these assurances, uh, that would indeed uh, deepen the crisis here in Sri Lanka. And would undermine its repayment capacity. So, uh, a, a deepening crisis means that essentially the resources available to service the debt、uh, would become less. So, it is actually in the interest of all creditors to collaborate together and with Sri Lanka, so that Sri Lanka can emerge from this cri- crisis as quickly as possible. 
It's been confirmed that President Putin will not attend the funeral on Saturday of Mikhail Gorbachev, the last leader of the Soviet Union. Mr Gorbachev died on Tuesday, aged 91. Here's the BBC's Steve Rosenberg. The message from the Kremlin is, sorry, Putin's busy, his work schedule is full, uh, he can't uh, attend the funeral. It seems to me that Vladimir Putin's Kremlin has little desire to be associated with the ideas and the policies that Mikhail Gorbachev espoused. When Vladimir Putin looks at uh, Mikhail Gorbachev, he sees a leader who, in Putin's eyes, was weak and let a superpower, the Soviet Union, slip away. The south of Pakistan is braced for more floods as the surge of water heads down the Indus River, compounding the devastation caused by monsoon rains that have left a third of the country submerged. More than 1,100 people have died in what the UN has called a climate catastrophe. It's launched an appeal more than 6 million people who are... It's launched an appeal, excuse me, for more than 6 million people who are urgently in need of help. The BBC's Pomza Filani reports. Local officials say 1.2 million people have been displaced in Dadu district, where hundreds of villages are submerged and there is still more water coming. Mudslides and floodwaters are travelling down from the mountains towards villages in this district. Military operations have been evacuating the stranded, but delivering aid into this region is going to be a mammoth task. There is great need. People are hungry and at the mercy of the elements. Court in South Africa has revoked a permit to allow the energy giant Shell to explore for oil and gas off the ecologically sensitive wild coast in eastern Cape Province. Opponents have long argued that exploiting the huge stretch of untouched shoreline would greatly harm marine life. Shell can still appeal against the ruling. The firm says the chance to extract millions of dollars worth of resources would be lost. Sport now and the Hong Kong Badminton Association says it has cancelled this year's Hong Kong Open Championships due to the city's COVID restrictions. The association says the SEL's infection control policy means over 400 overseas players and officials would have needed to spend up to 10 days in an isolation bubble for training and matches. It says the difference between the COVID protocols and quarantine arrangements here and those for other world tours meant it had to cancel the Hong Kong tournament. Mind of our top stories tonight, children as young as five may soon need to use the government's vaccine pass to enter restaurants and other premises. Hong Kong and mainland authorities agree in principle to a closed-loop quarantine system for travellers heading to the mainland, and the wife of Malaysia's disgraced former Prime Minister, Najib Razak, gets 10 years for corruption. And that's the news from RTHK. RTHK
sitting here in the studio with my headphones on, you'll be forgiven for thinking that sounds a bit like Eric Clapton. <laughs> Andy Fairweather Low with a hit from the 70s, and coincidentally, he did perform with Eric Clapton. It's a great concert I've got on DVD at home. One more car, one more rider. That is brilliant. If you've never seen that, by the way, you're looking for something to watch on YouTube or something, dig that one out. Welcome to the second hour tonight. I was lost. 